right, everyone. This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mowerter and Savvy Simo back on the show today. We are zooming away. How are we doing, Sav? Hey, now. What's up, everyone? I'm great. Uh, I'm in San Diego right now. It's a gorgeous day. I'm looking out my window. Nothing but blue skies, and I'm just happy to be back. I haven't been around very much because, um, thankfully, I think you guys went back to normal in-person podcasts, right? Yeah. That's very exciting, and hopefully one of these days I'll be there, but um, <laughs> haven't been able to make it work. So obviously stoked to be here for the Zoom, of course, my normal, my normal little Zoom meeting, but excited yeah. to hopefully at some point in the future get into an in-person one. Yeah, well, I don't even know, like, the way that my schedule is working out. So I left my apartment for Wapaka on July 5th, and I will not be back in that apartment until, like, mid-September. So I don't know the next time we're going in person either. Maybe are you subleasing? City. Are you subleasing your place? You may as well. <laughs> I mean, if Sav, if you ever need to train in LA, there is a spare bedroom for you up there, and I can tell you where the key is, and you can pop in walking distance from the beach. Seriously, that means um, a lot. Honestly, might hit you up on that because that's crazy. <laughs> but that one yeah, because sure. when so when I left, I didn't really realize how long I, I'd be packing for because it was Wapaka, Wapaka to uh, Belgium. Uh, and I just got back from Belgium uh, late last night. And so I'm currently in uh, Baltimore uh, at my the house that I grew up in. As you can see, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I got my badass uh, <laughs> wallpaper up still from my days in elementary, middle school. Um, and uh, so then I'm driving to Atlantic City where I will uh, see you. And then from Atlantic City, uh, I'm staying on the East Coast in Myrtle because then me and Adam, we just found out we're main draw for one star in Bulgaria. So there's no sense in us going back to the West Coast. So we're staying East Coast, going to Bulgaria. From Bulgaria, we're going to AVP Atlanta. AVP Atlanta, we're going to Prague. Oh and then uh, Prague, we actually, so we've had, have you watched the King of the Court series? Mm-mm. No. So the King of the Court series is really cool. It's just yeah. uh, so this guy named Wilco Nijland. Uh, he's Dutch and he's been putting on these events huge hits like smash hits like king of the court it's super fun all the players love it um he actually emailed me when i was in belgium and said uh if you and adam want to play like we'd love to have you guys in one of our king of the courts so we're going from prague to the netherlands in utrecht to play king of the court and then after king of the court we're flying to chicago to play avp and that's the first week of september (laughs) so so you're missing (laughs) You're missing the Manhattan Open and the weekend after that in between those two. ADP. Yeah. So okay. skipping Manhattan um, to play Prague because it's the only two star that I can play. We decided to play Belgium over Rwanda. Yeah. Um, which judging from I don't know if you followed everyone's Instagram stories, yeah. but it seemed like a good decision. <laughs> it, that tournament looked insane. Um, yeah. The points were nice, but like Belgium was great. It was awesome. We were straight in the main draw, whereas Rwanda, we would have had to play like country quota. Yeah. There's just no sense in trying it's so to gnarly. The country quota really quick, briefly. What is your opinion? Cause I know that there's been country quotas in like Hermosa beach, Manhattan beach. Like why do they do country quotas in the other in country where the event is like that's, I just feel like that's such a brutal so, way. To do it. So I they, they do it based on um, the preceding and succeeding events. So okay people were already on the road in Stad. Okay. And then they're going from Stad to Rwanda. 
so in order and then people had to play country quotas in Stad, so they would have had to have done the country quotas like a month ahead of the event yeah which is so they when it makes sense to do it to not have to travel to the country quota like if if it's an independent event like mm-hmm. it's not nothing's before it nothing's after they'll almost always have it at home okay that um, makes sense because people aren't art, but if people are already on the road, they just have it where we'll just do it there. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes more sense. Cause I just, I just didn't know. And I'm seeing, you know, people flying all the way to Rwanda to do a country Dakota and losing. Yeah. And that's just like, I cannot even imagine doing that. Me, me thinking of doing this in the future. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm too broke for this type of stuff. It's just, right. it's a crazy thing. And it's just, it's ruthless, but that's just the way the sport is. So yeah, I'm actually glad I asked you. Cause I was actually, I was talking to my parents about it last night. And I was like, that's just, crazy but if people are going from country to country it makes more sense right because then if so me and adam when we played came and theo in the country quota for russia um me and adam were already out of the country so we were in bulgaria and so if we hadn't been in bulgaria we would just had a we would have just done the quota at home Um, but we were already on the road and it ended up working out because we won and it was great (laughs) (laughs) but and then because and then came in theo they had another tournament right after in ostrava so they're like they're already on the road anyway so sometimes it makes sense sometimes it doesn't so it's just kind of a like a per event basis totally all right well that makes sense yeah so i got a busy couple months coming up um as do you i I would think so you have what's your schedule looking like you have atlantic city i mean it's it's not as it's like everything's condensed into one thing. It's it's not yeah. as busy as you'd think. So I have Atlantic City. I leave on Thursday for Atlantic City, and then um, I got six man next weekend. Nice really for that Your squad. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. And then uh, what'd you say? Did you ask who's what's who's your squad name? for six man? <laughs> I'm on the horny unicornies. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's a bunch of like coaches from Wave and stuff, and I've. I've done it a couple times, um, but I've never been 21 at the event. So yep. apparently some like big day. I'm 22 now. I missed, I missed it when I was 21 during COVID, but um, <laughs> no, I'm excited. I mean, it's always, I've done it a couple times and it's just good people, good fun. And a tournament that like, especially for me now coming into this and taking everything more seriously, it's like, it's nice to go play volleyball and not have to worry about like making money or anything right. like that. So it's, it's super awesome. So I'll do that. And then at the first weekend of August off, might go on like a camping trip with my boyfriend or something. We're trying to figure out maybe just a little nice. Yosemite weekend trip or might go to Big Sur or something just because why not? I never get to do stuff anyways. Right. Um, <laughs> and then I have back to back Atlanta, Atlanta, Manhattan, that weekend off um, last weekend of August, probably just train or maybe do some fun. And then Chicago. Yeah. And then after that, it's kind of what do I do next? There's the other AVP next gold series at the end of October in Florida that I might do. Um, but yeah. And then it's like, maybe I try and go to like these FIVB things, but I have no points to do this stuff. And I, yeah. you know, obviously trying to figure out partner stuff still. So um, just being patient and trying to just get after it in these big events that I've, I've never gotten to play in an AVP. So hoping to qualify and, you know, we'll be a little qualifier grinder and get after it. And yeah try and make a name for myself and go from there. So that's why I'm staying at home just because there's so few events. Um, I don't have a coach or anything like that. So um, I'm just trying to work super hard and train three times a day, <laughs> three times a day when people <laughs> yeah. ask and 
be positive and make friends along the way. And it's, it's been a really great experience so far going to, you know, New Orleans and Wapaka. I mean, those were incredible tournaments and so yeah. such different atmospheres and different surfaces and uh, moving all over the country is so fun. So I've absolutely loved it um, and look forward to the rest of summer, even if it is only four or five events, like they're big events and it's, it's really exciting for me. Yeah. I actually think this is kind of a, a cool way for you to like start your professional career as like four big events and then a couple like you got new orleans and wapaka and and atlantic city which is basically a navy p and you're Mm -hmm. straight into major also congratulations yeah thank you i know we made Um, it it's super exciting and it's uh, you're gonna love the feeling there's like literally nothing better than just like cruising around the day of the qualifier and just sort of watching casually and training when you want to and instead of like being in that heat of the moment like even though it's like a 24, 24 teams are straight in the main draw. And like a lot of the big dogs are missing because of the Olympics. Um, yeah. That qualifier is still crazy. <laughs> there are so many teams. And I heard for the Atlanta, isn't it like a two day qualifier? Yeah. That's, oh, I'm like, please. I hope I'm, I hope I'm in the second day. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, one day. Uh, all the, all of them are, are two day qualifiers now. Wow. I mean, everyone yep. wants to play, which is awesome. So I mean, we can talk about that. The sport's growing and we can talk about valleys a little bit. I mean, that seems like, in my opinion, from what I'm hearing from people, that seems like such a great opportunity for our sport to continue to grow. Um, so what do you think about that whole thing? Well, so it's funny. So Adam Roberts is staying with me in, in Maryland right now. And I was talking to him about it earlier because when we were in Wapaka, um, we were talking about how in, in 2016, there were so few women signed up for some of the events that if you signed up, you would be directly into the main draw. And that was only five years ago. And now you're looking at it where we have two day qualifiers. Um, the women's side is exponentially better than the men's like uh, just objective that you guys are, are way deeper than the men and way more top heavy. Um, and so it, like the sport is absolutely exploding. And so uh, I'm, there have been like no financials released. Like Donald's not releasing the financials. Bally's isn't talking about the financials. So I don't know like what the number was that he sold the AVP at, but Donald bought the AVP at like the absolute seller. Like there was literally, the AVP was nothing. It was in bankruptcy. It's just sitting there delinquent. And so Donald bought it out for, I think 2 million. And he, I don't know if he just kind of like lucked into the timing where he just bought the sport at this low and the tide just like swept it into this huge thing where I'd assume that he sold it for probably a, a, I mean, in his interview with volleyball, Mac, he called it a a fair number. Um, I'd put that at like no less than like 10 million, which is still probably, probably like a significant loss for him for the investments that he put in, but pretty, I mean, it's grown by 500%. If that is like, say our estimated number, and the sport's just exploding. So I, I think like you look at Bally's and basically, so Bally's is this enormous casino with basically bottomless pockets, which is what a sport like volleyball needs. Like the AVP, I mean, to Bally's is basically a rounding error. That's how small like the AVP is compared to like all their casinos. And like they're in the MLB and the NBA, and the NHL, and they have a TV network and they have gambling. So you, and they're big on trying to gamify sports, which are like the three biggest things that I think volleyball needs most. Like the only reason half the people watch the NFL as much as they do is because of like fantasy football. And so I don't know like what the gamification of volleyball will look like, but I know that that's like 
one of the biggest imperatives that ballet seems to be emphasizing trying to gamify the sport get it in betting tv network so i'm excited for the potential of what ballets can do um with all of their resources Mm -hmm. um and ed ratledge also brought up a really interesting point on his instagram that he was joking so he put up a map of all of ballet's locations throughout the country he was like he's like you're probably looking at the 2022 avp tour season just going to other casinos but what would and he was joking but what would be genius about that is that the biggest expense for avp is putting on events and building the facilities in atlanta building the facilities in chicago or wherever we're going and like rent it getting the permits and everything but if you own your own real estate and you just own the courts there like you don't you don't have to deal with permits you don't have to deal with building the courts it's just there so you're taking out that cost entirely like the players can just stay at your hotel basically for free um so i think i've been hearing is yeah how many locations they have like 15 locations or something like that it's it's a lot and probably and like if you look at the the gaming industry is only getting bigger as it's getting legal in every state so in terms of the amount of growth that is now possible because of this kind of merger is it's pretty exciting um of course every time the sport changes hands which has been pretty frequently since 2000 I feel like everyone's always like getting so excited. So at the end of the day, like you don't want ballets to like say if they like ballets is so big that if the AVP is like not making them money or if it's just like this bottomless pit, like they'd probably just, they could also just drop it as quick as, as they picked it up. So I'm more excited than I am cautious about it. Cause I think that the potential is there. And I think that ballets is smart enough to see that they're probably buying the AVP at pretty low and beach volleyball as a whole is only just it's skyrocketing exactly um so i'm i'm excited for everything they can bring to the table and it's it's really interesting for you because like this will be like the only avp you've ever known really i know you've played in some qualifiers in in the past but this is like your introduction to it and i think that you're probably going to see like this huge boom pretty soon yeah which is so i mean i've played in one avp qualifier and i didn't qualify mm-hmm. um because all, all during Summer. I mean, when I was in high school, it was like, you're watching the AVP and it's like, those are your idols. Like those are your gods. And right. then you have like, now you have people like, you know, the last day, not, not during the championship series or in COVID, but when, you know, Megan and Delaney, Maincraft, Delaney Maple go in, in high school, qualifying yeah. get, or they have yeah. like an automatic bid, they get fifth. Yeah. And it's like, when I was in high school, I was like, I never, it, it just definitely wasn't going to too. Like, it, it just, I feel like it wasn't like that. And, but like you said, it's <laughs> growing so much and now there's so many people. And so, you know, and, and I, I did indoor all through college. So during the summer I was always doing indoor training. So yeah, like I've never had really the opportunity or the time even to go full beach in the summer. You know, yeah. I always did beach in the summer in high school, but during college, it was like, I'm doing summer school and I'm just lifting a ton and going to those indoor open gyms because season starts super early, starts in August. So yeah. Um, this is definitely new for me and like, obviously new for everyone, but like you said, it's, this might be all I ever really know. And, you know, I'm the same way as you obviously hopeful more than, you know, doubtful or or nervous about it. I mean, my dad's, he's a businessman. He loves the whole business side of things. And he's like frothing at the mouth. He is so (laughs) excited because, you know, we, we talk a lot about how, how am I going to make money and how am I going to fund myself and sponsor all these things that, you know, you have to start thinking about. And 
I'm the type of person like the business stuff kind of stresses me out. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to go play and have fun and like try. I don't know how right. to make it work, but that's what I want to do. <laughs> um, but this whole thing with this this valley situation, he's like, you have no idea what this could do for you and your sport and for you know getting revenue and people. You know, you know, any more people are gonna watch if they can like bet on your. Right on your say you and your partner winning the tournament or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. So I think it's awesome. I'm hoping it works out. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Obviously I'm sure the ter- that won't start till 2022. Right. That whole yeah. thing. Or- yeah. I think they'll probably just play this year out. And apparently like there are rumors, I don't know how substantiated they are that. So you mentioned that AVP next gold in Florida. Yeah. Um, rumor is that they're just going to take the next off and make that an AVP. Um, and which is basically what they did with Atlantic city. I've heard rumors too. Yeah. That's like the, the the money, 32 team main draw. Like, yeah. I mean, that's basically an AVP much. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so whether that's, you know, substantiated or not, that's what everybody's thinking. And so like, even if they just make it like Atlantic city, I mean, that's an AVP that makes it worth basically everyone. Everyone's going to go play. I mean, Atlantic City is like the the most stacked AVP next in history. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. When yeah. I first signed up, I was like, I signed up pretty early and I was like, this is awesome. The prize money's so high yeah. and there's not a ton of teams in it. And then it was like the day before they closed the thing. It was just like, everyone's in it. I was like, oh, okay. This makes a, this makes a lot more sense. But, you know, yeah. I guess it makes it even more rewarding if you can – get it done and, and get some money. So I'm super fired up, glad to be in the main draw and excited to see where the rest of this goes. And, you know, obviously I'm sure we'll have more conversations about this whole Bally's thing when we hear more and mm. more comes out. Cause I feel like I don't know a ton and there's not a ton about it, but you know, all good things for the sport right now, which is yeah. exciting for us volleyball junkies. Yeah. So, and I, uh, I did reach out uh, the day that the transaction happened. I reached out to Bally's and uh, we're going to have them on the podcast sometime in August. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so we'll see what they say. Um, well, I'm sure you'll do a little write up on it too. Right. When you hear more about it. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to read that as well. So, yeah. So I'm interested. It, uh, I mean, there's just so much with the sport that's changing. And, and I think like your dad said, I mean, everyone talks about, beach volleyball and how is this is like untapped gold mine yeah. and i think that i mean the college game changed everything because yeah. i mean basically with every sport i mean you look at down to tennis golf i mean all the money is made at the grassroots level and yeah. that funds basically the top and so what the college game did is the grassroots level is exploding like wapaka was the, it was the biggest wapaka in history wow. um there were more than 6300 people playing in Wapaka, not to mention just the people like roaming around like when you're talking about like, you know, registration fees, like 175 bucks per grass team, uh, parking drinks. I mean, that's probably like half a million dollars in revenue. Oh my gosh. And that's for one tournament. And so you're, you're talking about, you know, AVP American membership fees, you know, that's recurring income stream. And you're talking about like these grass tournaments are getting huge. And that's another income stream because that's also AVP America too. And so the grassroots level is getting huge. And I think that that's where a, a enormous chunk of the money is made. So I, I think that them really investing in that bottom level and having kind of this trickle up effect is it's working. Yeah. So it's funny. I 
lost in the national championship finals. What day is it? July 20th. So over two months ago, May, June, July. Yeah. Over two months ago. And I still have people coming up to me saying, Hey, I'm sorry about your loss. I'm like, thanks. Like I thought we were <laughs> just got over that. Like I oh, finally, man. they're like, wasn't that, did that just happen? I'm like, what are you talking about? I lost in the beginning of May. They're like, Oh, yeah. I was watching it at dinner at the bar last night. I was like, what? So they're they're rerunning these co- our college the national championship on yeah. whatever it was on ESPN or whatever. So it, it like you said the college level like the college games. I wish they would stream more of you know than just the home games or whatever more than just the national championships. But you know the fact that it's still being ran and people are still watching it, I think is going to continue to blow it up. Is the AVP? They're not with um, Amazon Prime. I don't think so. I think Prime. the I think the contract with Amazon ran out in 2020, and okay. I don't know if they tried to renew. I don't know. If, maybe that was part of the thing with Bally's is that yeah. you know we're not with Prime anymore. Bally's has their own TV network, so that might have been kind of why they didn't continue with Amazon. I'm not sure, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that the AVP's contract with Amazon it was up yeah. in 2020. Well, hopefully, whatever they're going to be streaming games on is just easy access and on TV all the time, because it's just, you know, people talk about it and people yeah. see it. And like, uh, you know, this is kind of a good segue into the, our Olympic chat. Um, I, I wonder what the, the numbers are on people who watch, you know, on different sports. I feel like people love watching beach volleyball. Like that's gotta be like one of the sports that people watch the most of beach. uh, I mean, literally since 1996, beach volleyball has been number one at every summer Olympics. since. Wow. Wow. And so it's, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's why, you know, people always expect this Olympic boom to happen. And it's like, you talk to any of the old school guys like Dodd, Sinjin, Hav, and yeah. every time an Olympics comes out, we're like, we had Rosie on the podcast a couple weeks ago and he's just like, all right, well, the Olympic boom's coming. Right. And it's always like this really big letdown. Cause everyone expects like the AVP to just blow up after the Olympics, but like people love watching beach volleyball. Yeah. And like my mom and dad, like I didn't play beach volleyball until I was 24, but we watched yeah. it in every Olympics when I was a kid, because it's so fun to watch. And like my mom's a huge Carrie and Misty fan Yeah, because from watching the Olympics, but now we just need to figure out how can we keep it on TV? How can we keep the public watching it? I think that's where like a Bally's could be awesome where not only can you watch it, but now you can bet on Savvy and Abby to mm-hmm. upset uh, Kristen and Taryn or whoever. Yep. Um, and now we're really interested. Exactly. Right? Like, I mean, I'll bet on football all the time. Like I'll bet on the lions playing the Dallas Cowboys. And like, I don't care two shits about the lions, but now I got 50 bucks on it. Now I'm loving exactly. it. You and know? now you're into it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. We're going to pause here to take a quick second to shout out our sponsor, Wilson, as always, makers of the best balls in the game. That's what we're playing with on the AVP, which, interesting news, was just bought by Bally's Casino. So now we have a ton of interest in the AVP this year and a ton of interest, as always, in the best ball that we'll be playing with, Wilson Volleyball. Use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products, that's volleyballs, that's carts, whatever Wilson you may need, Wilson Sandcast-20 will get you 20% off. And now, back to the show. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. Really good things. So, what else do we chat about? The, 
what is it you said opening ceremonies are on thursday i'm opening so ceremonies, excited i think uh thursday um and then the first serve is friday or no saturday the 24th nice bless you thank wow. you you know what i thought was interesting is looking at like the schedule um, I didn't know because isn't it like in pool play? It's like you play one match, and then you have like two days off or something, and then so you play. Uh, so it's uh, women play, and then men play women men. So you it's it's one day on, one day off play. Mm-hmm. So you 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 play rest play rest, and then it just goes from there. It's so slow, so slow because I mean we're com- we're playing tournaments where if you want to win, you have to win like five matches in one yeah. day. So it's just. It's crazy, but I guess it gives you more incentive to follow along with all the other teams. I mean, I've only ever watched, like, from what I can remember is watching the women's side of the Olympics. So um, being more involved in the sport now, I'm excited to watch the men's side. Obviously, you know more about it than I do. Um, but, I mean, everyone knows I love my girl, Sarah Sponsel, my my UCLA Bruin. So yeah. um, I'm curious as to what you think. I mean, her and Kelly just absolutely crushed it right when they needed to uh-huh. right at the right time. So I'm, those are my Olympic hopefuls, obviously, cause I love them and they're my young, like they're young and inspiring for me and everyone else. And, you know, I'm hoping that they can just continue their, their stride through the Olympics. Um, I mean, there's a ton of teams that I want to watch and that I'm rooting for, but I mean, how can not root for Sarah Sponsor? I know. Love the kid. And they're like, not only is Sponsel like so fun to watch, she's just like the one of the coolest chicks I've ever met. Ever. Like she's awesome. And uh I I think so. Here's how I'd want to break this down. So let's pick four favorites to make the semifinals. Um, so my pick uh to win gold would be April and Alex. And I think that the slow pace of play will do them a huge favor. Yeah. Uh, Cause yep. Alex is like kind of dinged up a lot. And I was talking, I did a story on her uh, a couple of days ago. And when I was talking to her, she's like, I love this slow pace of play because like, it gives me time to let, just like be fully healthy for every single match. Every single day. Um, yeah. And then you have someone who's as smart as April. We're like, they're not going to get surprised by anyone they play. So I, I like April and Alex. Uh, I think Duda is the greatest player on the planet. I'm going Agatha Duda uh, as the other medal favorite. So I go April and Alex gold, Agatha Duda silver. Um, Sponsel and Clays, either third or fourth. And uh, gosh that fourth team is is tough because I, I think that that mel and pav yeah are just a little too cold um i don't know they've been a little off and i i like so like when i pick teams to go to march madness like i basically don't even look at what they did anything more than a month before the tournament because yeah. it's like kind of yeah. irrelevant i think that what you're doing now is is the biggest indicator uh so i i actually kind of like uh, a nook verge Dupre, and joanna heidrich of Switzerland. That's my uh that's my upset team to to make it to the semis. So I'm going two American medals, one Brazilian medal. Swiss makes the semis as well. So I 
I'm in agreement with a lot of that. My question is, because I, I think dude is incredible too, and I think Alex and April, again, this is going to benefit them. What do you think, I mean, didn't, you know, there's another another young girl, Tina Gradina, and her partner yeah. from Latvia. I, I think they beat Sarah and Kelly in, was it Sean? I think and they beat them there. Handled what do you them pretty think good. about them? I think they're so good. They they're kind of weird though. Like in 2019 they had, or yeah, 2019 they had this like kind of average season, like decent for a couple of rookies. And then they just like, boom, won the Olympic qualifying tournament out of nowhere. Yeah. And then they sort of trailed off a little bit and then they've had like two great tournaments. Mm-hmm. So I think that they could beat anyone on any given day as they've proven, but it's like hard to pick a team that like hasn't consistently finished in the top 10 yeah because like tina and anastasia like they can have a 17th as easy as they can take a bronze yeah um actually all right i'm subbing out anook and joanna replacing them with australians maria Fay artacho and taliko clancy and i think why they're our bronze medalists so they like australia has been super locked down with covid stuff yeah and so they they only played i think 13 events in the whole olympic qualification period and just to put that in perspective, uh, Japan's home team, uh, Miki Ishii and Megumi Murakami, they played 26. So they played everything. And these Australians just played 13. And they basically medaled every time they played. I think like half the Olympic qualification events they played, they medaled. And they run this offense, uh, like really option-heavy offense. Um, and they actually – so I had Tyler Whittison of USA Volleyball – send me stats on the most effective option teams in the world. And you would think that it's Kelly and Sarah who option more than any other team in history, but the most effective team uh, at side out efficiency is one April and Alex and two the Australians. Um, wow. And yeah, so I, I figured it would be, sorry, I was muted. I was trying to talk to you and good. it said it yelled at me that I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> There's a car driving by, but um, I figured it would be, Kelly and Sarah sponsor. So That's Kelly, interesting. And, Kelly and Sarah attempt the most options of any team ever, uh, men's or women's. Okay. But in terms of what side out, oh my gosh. Wow. In terms of uh, side out, uh, like kill percentage on those side outs, uh, April and Alex are one, and okay. the Australians are two. But I mean, Kelly and Sarah, they have more option kills than anyone, but they're in terms of like their percentage rate. Um, they're not the highest, but obviously I, I think that just the threat of it is what makes them so good. Cause I think Kelly is absolutely incredible with that option and, yeah. and that's what just makes yeah. them so dynamic. And also everyone gives so much, like Kelly deserves a lot of credit for that, but Sarah's passing makes all of that possible. It, her exactly. passing is yeah. It's absurd. And maybe the most yeah, underrated yeah. skill of anyone yep. in the world. Yep. 100%. <laughs> Um, I think that, uh, I'm excited to watch that pool play out cause it's Sarah Swanson and Clays are in a pool with Gardena and her partner. And then they have Anna, Patricia and Rebecca. Yeah. And I think that's, and they just did super well in, um, in stud, in stud too. So I think yeah. that's going to be interesting. Do they take top three out of pool? Top three. That'll be interesting how that all, how that all plays out. Yeah. I don't know if I can, uh, I think Alexander will do super well and I have to root. Like I am going to root for, for, you know, you're doing it based on math. I'm doing it based on just pure <laughs> <will> power. <laughs> plays. Um, 
you know, I would like to see Mel or um, Mel and Sarah do well. You know, I know they're Canadian, but they're, you know, they're on the tour and yeah, I'm sure. I don't know them personally, but I'm sure friends of a lot of people. Um, I also like, I just like watching Brandy play. I think she's such a stud. So I'd like to see them do well. I want everyone to do well. I want everyone to do great. But, you know, <laughs> Me and you are of course. really similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just fired up. But what do you think for the men's side? Obviously, I don't know as much, but yeah, you know, I met it's funny, my my claim to fame is when I went to U21 trials back in the day, I went to China and I met um Andy and Christian. Nice. Um, and I'm like, oh, I know them. I met them. <laughs> People have no idea who I am, but they were super nice. So do you think, I know they had a, a tough finish in Shad, but do you think they're the ones to win it? Or do you think someone can give them, give them a run? What do you think? So if uh, if I'm like setting uh, Vegas odds, if Bally's appoints me as the head odds maker <laughs> of beach volleyball in the Olympic Games, um, I'm actually putting uh, Qatar uh, Sharif Samba and Ahmed Tajan as my uh, my number one favorite because so before this year they had never made a final together, and then they won the first event in Doha, uh, took a fifth at the four star in Doha, made back to back to back finals in Cancun, yeah, um, made the finals in Sochi, and made the finals again in Stad, and so oh, they're killing it, and and so they're they're basically doing what Anders and Christian did in 2018 where they're, but they're doing like, it at the right time, but they're, they're doing it at the right time. And so teams like haven't been able to figure it out. Whereas you look at Anders and Christian and people have completely changed the way they play them. So for the last two years, Christian Swarm has gotten every single serve for like two straight years. And he's actually the number one side out player percentage wise in the world. Wow. And so people, and part of that was do one Christian passes like sponsor, like everything's perfect. Yeah. Anders was named the best setter in the world. Best setter, yeah. And and then so now everyone's serving Anders every ball, and which is kind of a change of pace. And so like what that what happens when you're a blocker, you're getting served every ball. You're running which, up. Which you're running up, and Anders just started jump serving. So now mm-hmm. Anders is siding out every ball. He's running up every time. He's jump serving. Like that takes a toll. And I know the Olympics are slow, but even like if you go three and you're doing that. It's exhausting. exhausting. And so you look at, and so, and Christian is not uh, nearly as good of a setter as Anders. Like he, he bump sets most balls. And so you can see like some of them just like aren't consistently in the same spot. Yeah. And yeah. so like Anders has had trouble siding out at, I mean, obviously they're still, I think you have to put them as the number one team in the world. Yeah. But um people have changed the way they played them and they haven't really had enough time to adjust back. Adjust. Okay. And so I, I would go Norway as number two behind Sharif and Ahmed, mm-hmm. uh, Russia, uh, Oleg Stoyanovsky and Vyacheslav Krasilnikov as my number three. Um, you just know everyone. How are you spitting out these last names? I couldn't even pronounce them. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even pronounce. I don't want to butcher their name. Sav, let me tell you, I knew that I had a problem when I no longer needed to check the spellings of these Russian players. <laughs> I was like, this is, <laughs> this is. I'm in, you're like, I'm in too deep. I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I need another hobby. <laughs> um, 
And then my uh, my fourth semifinalist, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Czech Republic's Andre Perusik and uh, David Schweiner. And they've uh, come on pretty hot recently. Okay. I like that you're basing it off of the most recent chunk of time or, or finishing. Yeah. I, I think that just makes the most sense. I mean, you got to be peaking at the right time and you got to be yeah. figuring it out at the right time. So I think that's super important. What do you think about our, our U.S. teams? I'm so excited to watch them. Me too. Um, I mean, um, I, I think like one, you can never count out. I will never bet against Phil Dahlhauser. To no, do I know. Especially, I know. On, especially on the biggest stages. Cause like, you know, Phil, is he going to, you know, get jacked up for AVP Seattle? Uh, maybe not. Is he going to get going for the Olympic games? Cause I mean, Phil knows, I mean, when we had him on the podcast, he was like our fifth guest yeah. and we were like, why are you still doing this? And he's like, mm-hmm. winning never gets old. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but people are measured. Like all the greats in every sport are measured by the big ones. So quarterbacks are measured by Super Bowl wins. Pitchers are measured by World Series wins because beach volleyball players, you have world champs and you have the Olympics. And he goes, you look at guys like Ricardo, he's performed on the biggest stages. Al Sohn's performed on the biggest stages. So Phil, like he loves these big stages. And so this is where, and like, this is his last go around. He's going off. So you're saying he's going off. So I'm not betting against Phil. Um, And I think that Taylor Crab is probably the best defender in the world. And so it's just so hard to score on them, but like, can they be consistent enough to make it all the way to the semifinals and medal rounds of an Olympic games? Cause they'll have matches where they look like totally unbeatable. Yeah. And then they'll go, you know, they'll lose in the first round of AVP Austin to Gabe Ospina and Paul Lottman. Yeah. And you're like, how's, how's this happening? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so do I bet against Phil? Never. Do I bet against Taylor? Also never. <laughs> so. Hey, I agree. Um, yeah, well, I'm just fired up to watch. I don't know. I'll, even, I'll just be glued on the couch watching. Uh, and I want to learn. I mean, I want I want to be by the next podcast. I want to know these names better than you. That's my goal. <laughs> that's, that's how much I want to be watching and be inspired. So I know I'm fired up for it and I'm fired up for, for your next couple of weeks, months, even. Yeah. I don't even know. It's crazy. And tries hilarious. Cause when I, so when me and try first started the podcast, I had never left the country. Yeah. Um, I had never made main draw, like never really done anything. Mm-hmm. And now he's just like, now you're the world tour guy and I'm at home. <laughs> it's so, funny. It's awesome though. It's exciting. And hopefully, you know, we get a little interview action in Atlantic City. That'd be really fun. I'm yeah. really excited for that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Me too. I'm excited to see you out there. I'm excited to watch you play again. I had fun watching you nab compete in uh I know. I wish I watched you more. I just feel like the timing like wasn't awesome. And by the time you get to the, the second day, it's like when yeah. you have to play that many games, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have a hard time st- like I never know where anyone's playing. I never know the schedule of anything i'm just like i go up and i report my score and they're like you're playing this time yeah on this court against these people I'm like okay right i'm starving i need and- to go get some food i need to get out of the shade i need to eat some pickles so i don't cramp <laughs> and then be on the court in an hour so it's just it's hectic so I'm, I'm excited for you know maybe a little bit of a slower pace uh for the atlantic city one and no pool play that means no pool play right you just right. go double limb double and- limb 
Great job, AVP. Great job. I need to see who I who I play. Ooh, I don't know what seat I am. I think I'm like 18 or something, but yeah. I'll figure it out. Um, so but I, I, I do want to commend the AVP big time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they like heard the massive complaints about the pool play system, um, which is useless oh. and stupid in AVP next, but they credit to them. They saw like New Orleans was like an 84 team pool play tournament where pool play was pretty much just useless because it only cut it down to like 50 some teams and people were playing like five matches in one day and, and both finals were disasters because people were cramping. Yeah. Um, people were mad about pool playing with Paca because like kind of the same reasons. And so they went 32 team main draw, like made it a really professional looking event in Atlantic city. So I would just got to commend them on yep. changing the format, double limb. Everyone loves it. Best format possible. We're now we're having qualifiers for AVP next, which I think is awesome. Um, Cause then that's only going to make the next tier that much more uh, attractive for people to play, to get points. So you're out of the qualifiers for the AVP next. So I think now we're just having this trickle down effect all the way to whatever level of AVP next. And uh, so good on the AVP for making that change. I think it's awesome. hundred percent. I don't know anything. I have nothing to really base it on. They tell me go play pool play. I'm like, go, go play pool play, go play five matches. And one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to go play five matches. So yeah. I'm excited just to get a new feel for this and uh, you know, just get after it. But what a day today is lucky yeah. to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, just, I just feel great great after all these i had, i'm just i was so tired today and i feel feel revived just chat only makes you feel better well thank <laughs> you so much you're absolutely the best and i look forward to seeing you in a couple of days yeah i will see you soon Seth. perfect thank you so much you're the best talk to you all soon right. Cheers.